2: I love, love, love the yoga and strength classes um, in addition to the bike. And then been, I had never really meditated before, even though I had a few friends who were like, you should try it. And I'm like, it's really hard for me to sit still. <laughs> so, so, but I was like, I'll try it. I'll try it. Because it's, you know, it's nice that there are like the 5 or 10 minute meditations. But yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like I've explored a lot on the app and I tend to kind of rotate through spin and strength and yoga the most. It's more than
0: just your output More than a bike
1: Welcome to the clip out episode 181. This is Crystal O'Keefe
0: and this is Tom O'Keefe. The camera caught me swatting in a gnat.
1: <laughs> I didn't even like, see it. I yeah. was wondering what you were doing over there.
0: People now are like, their home is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in bugs.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, uh, this uh, is a historic episode. It is. Uh, it's your last episode. As an Android user, Well,
1: right? I mean, it might be my second to last because I'll be placing my pre-order okay. on Friday.
0: Because you're I, getting the the big fancy one.
1: I am. I'm getting... I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to switch, you might as well just go all in. Right. Plus, I blame Tim Shaughnessy. <laughs> I mean, you guys ought to see how many bands he has, by the way. Like, he made my legging collection look...
0: Eh. How much are those bands? I don't know to a pair of leggings
1: I don't know But uh, also thinking, he shares them With his uh, husband I'm not so, wearing um,
0: your leggings That's
1: that's what he said He asked me like <laughs> How many of those leggings Do you share with Tom I was like none <laughs> Thank God That not would into be that. weird I mean
0: it's okay if you are
1: <gasps> Absolutely It's just not my jam But it would be weird If you suddenly slid on some leggings Yes It would be weird for you Yes <laughs> I, like, I was like
0: I, You know like When I say That I would like to get Into your pants I <laughs> Like I do not mean that literally Literally. I mean that in a dirty way just to be clear
1: So going back to my phone choice uh, not like I had to you know my arm was not twisted real hard I was like on the fence Tim was like well I'll point these things out and I was like okay I'm in
0: (laughs) Yes 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 it's in my cart so well uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week
1: Isn't that enough
0: I don't think it is. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say that they're all shaking their heads saying, no, it is not enough.
1: So, we're recording this on Wednesday, but tomorrow we will be recording a little extra piece. So, when it all comes together, when it comes out on Friday, people will also be hearing about the earnings call that's happening on Thursday. Right.
0: But right now, we know nothing.
1: Right. And then uh, we have an update on our contest for the pink bike. Okay. And then uh, there's all kinds of information. About Peloton, I mean, because it's Peloton podcast, so
0: uh,
1: we're going to talk about a Peloton lawsuit. We're going to talk about Black Friday sale for Peloton. We're going to talk about what's going on with bike delays and let's see uh, the new sessions feature. And then um, I have some updates just on some features that are going on, some kind of anonymous sources type things happening,
0: too. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget that we are available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Really wherever you get your podcast from, you should subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we have a new review. Oh! This is from FSU Seminole girl.
1: Florida State University there we Seminoles. Go, okay. Seminoles, right? Okay, I yeah. get it.
0: And the headline says only podcast I listen to Consistently.
1: Aww. How about that? That's so sweet.
0: I absolutely love this podcast I'm not a podcast person and don't usually Listen to them, but I look forward to this one every Week. That's probably because Peloton plays Such a big role in my life and I'm also A shareholder. So me the, too! So the podcast Is relevant to me Either way, the content is Current, helpful, entertaining, and all Around awesome. Great job. So thank you Very much. Thank you. That's very kind of you That's a really sweet review. It was Also don't forget That we have a Facebook page Facebook.com slash the clip out While you're there like the page join the group And of course You can sign up for our newsletter That goes out weekly I took over doing I did last week's Which is why I was screwed up And
1: (laughs) see I wasn't even going to rat you out
0: I'll say it Uh, (laughs) And what else Oh we have a YouTube channel we haven't talked about that in a while Don't forget you can go uh, to YouTube.com slash the clip out And uh, while you're there, be sure and subscribe to that, too, so you get uh, the show in glorious HD and whatever other video updates we put out there.
1: You just never know.
0: You never know. Well, I guess uh, that's it for that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Let's.
1: Breaking news.
0: People might remember a while back, uh, someone was going around, a law firm was going around searching for. Uh, people to jump on board with this class action lawsuit. Be- I remember. Because uh, classes were purged and people were promised classes. And now classes are lesser than. And they're mad. Yeah. They recap that? They
1: weren't promised. It, I, oh. I, I, you That's what said they're it claiming. correctly. That's what their, yes. their
0: claim is that they were promised classes. Yes. And now there there were fewer classes because of the music lawsuit. And so how dare you. And give us some money. Yes. So. We have some advancement, not in the class action lawsuit, but in another lawsuit tackling the same subject matter that was running parallel to the class action lawsuit.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, this this actually came out of uh, John Mills found this originally and he on the Run, Lift and Live page. And he talked about how this was kind of evidence that there was a personal lawsuit that was like you said, happening in parallel with that class action lawsuit. Uh, So uh, we started digging in and found some very interesting little tidbits about everything.
0: Yeah, we found the legal documents online, or I guess we should say John Mills.
1: John Mills, and we had some help from, I don't know if I should say who the attorney was, but it was one of our attorney friends. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to get them in trouble. Totally. I mean, they did everything legally, right? I, but they I mean, might not like, want they to may be... not want the spotlight, right? <laughs> uh, so all this information is out there; it's all legal. The interesting thing is that so the document kind of goes through all of this information, explaining like what their case was compared to Peloton. So the interesting part of this, right off the bat, is that when you start digging in, you notice that the attorneys for the class action lawsuit and for this lawsuit are the same.
0: And remember the attorneys, because we'll circle back to that later.
1: Exactly. Um so so that's kind of fascinating. Then a big reason that this even became public is be- and it became searchable is because Peloton Peloton tried to redact the information in the suit. Right. They wanted they wanted to kind of get rid of this saying that like how many songs had been included, how many songs were taken out And they lost that motion, which is actually what kind of brought all this to light. Yeah. So then another interesting thing is that the big piece that Peloton lost on was the term ever-growing. At some point
0: in their uh, advertising. Yeah, in their marketing, they referred to their uh, ever-growing. Class library. Class library. And so. When they had to remove classes, they're saying that, well, that's not ever growing anymore. Right. And 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 that, in fact, it was
1: shrinking. Yeah. And and Peloton tried to come back and say that it was general puffery, which, believe it or not, is an actual legal term. Yeah. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And then the judge said no. So that did not work out for them. Okay, So then we get to the part where, okay, here's how it all came out. The settlement. The plaintiff was awarded, uh, I believe it was Two hundred and
0: fifty-three dollars.
1: Yeah. And then a ninety six thousand dollars in attorney fees and then eight thousand. I'm rounding eight thousand right. dollars in costs against Peloton. So why is that interesting? Well, it's interesting for two reasons. One, there were only six months. That occurred, so it's it, the cost, the damages, if you will, is six times $39, gotcha. because that's the time period that the catalog was not ever growing. Okay. Uh, the attorney fees are a joke, and Peloton tried to argue those down, but they did not do a good enough job. I mean, I, I don't yeah, the, I don't know what they said or didn't say, but it, but, but when I say didn't do a good enough job, that's...
0: Based on results, they did not win that motion. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So according to the judge, they did not do a good enough job. And then I don't really know what the $8,000 in costs against Peloton are, but that's kind of interesting because like, if that really goes to the attorneys, if it stays with the attorneys, that's fascinating and that that could further their class action. Also, uh, they, they fought very hard to have all these documents remain the way they were because it will help them in their suit, the class action lawsuit. And then finally, we felt like we should include... The interesting usage of this plaintiff's Peloton bike right. because because it is relevant. Uh, it's relevant because he he rode his bike twenty one times before the class removals. Four of those classes were instructor led. So for those of you counting, that means all but four were scenic
0: rides. Okay.
1: So just to be clear, the person suing about the class library only used the class library four times. OK, I just want to be really clear about right. that. And then uh, he had ridden it four times in August of 18 and two times in September of 18. So then apparently he was injured for some reason because uh, he was not able to ride his bike for five months. That takes you up to February of 19. And then when he attempted to re- resume riding his bike in April of 19, that's when he saw a, different, a difference in classes and he could not find a class that interested him. And so, uh, he has ridden it two times in June of 19, one time in July of 19, and he has not ridden the Peloton bike since August of 2019. So, questions that we have remaining, will it affect the shareholders because we have the earnings call tomorrow? Right. Uh, will it affect the person if they were a shareholder? Like, what if that person was also a shareholder? We don't know. Yeah. Because then you went on one front and not on another. And does this indicate that the class action lawsuit will now be successful? I think that it does.
0: It seems like it would. Like, And we should say we're not lawyers. We are this so is not just, lawyers. Uh, this is
1: just conjecture. <laughs> this is
0: just a couple of amateurs trying to suss out legal documents. So and don't uh, f- make any wagers based on what we're saying.
1: And the class action lawsuit that we're speaking of, I just want to be clear, lists a grand total of three people
0: on but it. But I think the way it works is that once if they were to win, then they would solicit like, were you affected by this? Would you like to take part in, in the settlement? And then people can opt in once that occurs.
1: And that sounds reasonable. Don't really know how it works. But it totally, right now, there's only three people. Right. Listed. Like, it's
0: not like there was this groundswell of outrage.
1: There was not. Um, But you have to wonder. Does that mean other peloton members will now follow suit and sue peloton either within the class action lawsuit jump on that bandwagon you just spoke of or will they go outside of it and go
0: direct. It'll also be interesting to see if that settlement is the same right like because um, a lot of times class action lawsuits are like you get some sort of discount for future services so it you know it, it might not be that someone will get you know, $39 times six, it might be that you'll get, well, a lot of times it's like they award a lump sum and then there's a pool that you pull from and then the lawyer's fees come out and then they divide it by however many people say they want money. But but they might do something where it's like, okay, well, you get 10 bucks a month off for your next six months or something like that. Well, I've seen stuff like that in the past.
1: Really, the attorneys are the only winners on this suit. Right. They usually are the only winners on a class action lawsuit. Yeah. And... Based on the very limited digging that we did, it appeared that all lawsuits that have ever been <laughs> put out there against Peloton that are they're filed in the state of New York right. and that were noticed all appeared to be using the same attorneys. Yeah, it's
0: not all of them. It certainly appeared to be the lion's share. Like we we saw this law firm repeatedly, you yeah. know, popping up. It seems it'll be a bit of a cottage industry for them. So
1: it's it's a fascinating it's fascinating. That's Yeah, all.
0: it was an interesting uh, look. Behind or under the hood To kind of see what's going on there It really is And then moving right along Black Friday Or should I say (laughs) Lack Friday (laughs) (laughs) Nice Thank you Uh, It came out uh, Last week uh, shortly after we Recorded that Peloton will not be having Their Heretofore traditional Black Friday sale
1: correct now uh I will say back when the treadmill was first released the treadmill the tread did not have a black friday sale on it the first year that right. it, it was on the market only only the bike did that year peloton's information indicates that they lowered the price of the original peloton bike that's a greater value than last year's promotion therefore We're not having a Black Friday sale.
0: Yeah, like there's there's you can get the bike cheaper than you used to get it. And there's bike plus and we have different price points now. And so there you go. There you go. I think you can also make the argument that they're selling so damn many.
1: That's a lot of people said that a lot of people said that that was smart because, I mean, we're having so much trouble getting them as it is right now. Right. You don't need a sale. But I will also say. It's not even a
0: sale. It was never that great of a sale. Yeah, I mean, it was
1: certainly an incentive, was, and if you can get it, great. Why not?
0: But like, if but if you, you're
1: already going to spend two grand, is is like two hundred fifty bucks really going to stop you? If
0: you were deciding to buy the bike in late October, I see waiting till Black Friday. Sure. If you decide to buy the bike in July, would you? Is it a good enough sale to wait till November four? I mean, it, I it all depends so. on
1: the individual, of course.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, your mileage may marriage may vary, individual choice, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, like, I don't think I'd want to wait six months for that.
1: Yeah. But you're getting so many things out of it. Not having to go to the gym, having the, right. um, the convenience of your own home, you know, all of that. So I would agree. Uh, it would not be worth it. But either way, there is no Black Friday sale.
0: Yeah. And um, here's another reason I think they might have done it. Okay. Right. So 2 it's twofold, but they kind of intersect. Uh, One is, you know, they don't like the optics of there being bikes being delayed and then they're offering a sale enticing more people to make that line longer. For sure. Right. Like, why are you doing the sale when you can't even get a bike to me? Absolutely. And then the other thing is, would it inspire cancellations and rebookings? Right. If you bought your bike in October and they're telling you it's not going to get to you in December and November, they offer a sale. I'm calling up canceling my order calling right back and rebooking it to get the free stuff excellent point tom excellent
1: point i I i'm
0: also a greedy bastard (laughs) you are i am you really are (laughs) so i mean i i do think that it could cause kind of a a cascade of issues if they were to try to move forward so i mean i think all those things kind of working in concert together people were the peloton was probably just like you know what
1: I do want to point out also that the note from Peloton that was included in the article we just showed, it only called out the U.S. and Canada. It did not say there would not be a Black Friday sale in any other country. Now, I don't know whether there will or there won't, but I'm just telling you. Also, we don't know if that's going to include clothes or not, Uh, like if it'll be in the boutique. They have kept those separate in the past. They've had such a tough time keeping things in stock this year. I have no idea where they're going to land on that.
0: And also, like, I honestly don't know, is Black Friday as big of a deal... In in germany and no england clue. obviously they celebrate christmas of course but um but i don't know if like they've turned it into this retail super bowl like we have
1: i truly do not know the answer to that yeah, so. uh, i think that there's definitely a difference in in culture and how we spend money <laughs>
0: <laughs> that there is for good and for ill yes and then we don't have him on the phone anymore. But John Mills had an interesting article while we were talking about bike delays.
1: Yeah, he he did. And and actually, it's the same article we talked about last week. But he noticed something. It's been added to the website now. Okay. It, the article pointed to something. It refreshed. And now it's on Peloton's website that says uh, the bike delivery time. So your regular bike. Okay. Five to 10 weeks. Okay. Bike plus delivery times. May exceed 12 weeks
0: Well that's an interesting that could be an Insight into one of two things it could be an insight Into the fact that bike plus Is proving to be way more popular than bike Right could be Or it could be Mm -hmm. that they've Got more bikes stockpiled than They do bike pluses and they're still Trying to ramp up production
1: also could be And so The other interesting thing is that I'm hearing from Store employees Mm -hmm. That that the time period in some areas right is starting to be less than it was so we had we had delivery dates all the way out till january they're starting to get adjusted to december
0: gotcha so they're starting to catch up they are in some parts of the country
1: and again i was not told like here's a percentage of bike plus sure. versus bike so i don't know if what you know i don't know if that's only in some areas i don't know if that's only for some bikes I don't know, but I find it interesting, especially because uh, we know that um, and this was this is part of what what John Mills had talked about on his page that Rexon is the exclusive producer of all the Peloton bikes. Okay, December is when they're going to have their plants on full blast. Gotcha. We also know they were trying to bring stuff online the last few months. We don't know where that all stands. I think that... um, you know, I might be repeating myself when we start talking about the earnings call tomorrow, this this converse, this part of the conversation may become null and void. Right. Because when we talk about the earnings call tomorrow, they may be updating us on this information and where those, where those numbers are coming in, how caught up the factories are, how caught up they expect to be. So that'll be interesting as well. It's just, it's a crazy time, that's for sure. Because we still have all those issues in the port of LA. Right. And so I don't know, I don't know where... Where that line is, none of us do. Tomorrow we will learn.
0: Or yesterday.
1: Or yesterday. Or Depending on when you listen to it, it'll <laughs> be
0: yesterday's day after tomorrow. Yeah. Or something like that.
1: That sounds good. Yeah. I like that So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order.
0: Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
1: That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O.
0: Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about gooder. My favorite part about gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles.
0: For your twenty-five dollars, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping.
1: Gooder offers a thirty. 30- day money back guarantee and hundred percent satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping.
0: So uh, joining us today via the magic of zoom tube is John Mills from Run Lift and Live. Hey John.
3: Hey how's it going?
0: Well in case you can't tell uh, I by the different audio for our listeners or the different visuals for our viewers. Like, I am having to record this particular segment from work because I got a big thing going on here. So I had to I had to be at work today like a grown up every once in a while. And uh, so if it sounds different to people, that is why. So you just hopped off the earnings call. So give us the scoop.
3: Well, so their uh, guidance was 1.32 million total connected fitness subscribers and total revenue for the quarter of 720 million. They beat the Connected Fitness subscribers slightly. They were at 1.33 million. They beat their total revenue by a little bit more. They were at 700 and just under 758 million for the quarter. So it's all good. It
0: was okay. all good.
3: Good news.
0: Oh, yeah. So did they talk any th- about like the delays and the shipment issues Did any of that sort of stuff come up?
3: Yeah, they talked about it. They talked about, um, and they also talked about some things that they were looking to do to improve those, uh, the logistics delays. It was interesting to me, they talked about uh, spending additional uh, money on air shipments from Taiwan, and how that may impact numbers in some upcoming quarters. So that was interesting, understanding that we knew that there were issues at the port of LA. So um, that was interesting to me, uh, that they're going to spend some additional money to get the bikes here a little quicker via air. Uh, They also talked about expansion of some of their existing uh production warehouses and they talked about the timing of the new uh magtonic warehouse well they, they're still seeing the same thing you know later in december right. uh they See, talked about that
0: you know interesting uh, circling back around on the shipping them by air thing people were super worried when they became a publicly traded company that they were like oh is what's going to change and what's going to shift and there's certainly been changes and shifts not to pretend like there haven't been but like I kind of feel like if they weren't a publicly traded company, they might not be doing that. Like to me, that feels like effort will take the hit on, on a few bikes to get rid of the optics of we can't keep up. And and that's stock price driven. Right.
3: Oh yeah. I think it's absolutely, that's absolutely a part of it, but also they talked about how they've got bike delivery, the um, delivery time down to four to six weeks, but bike plus, was much larger they didn't say a number but they said it was much larger and so i think that was kind of running on them they said that was unexpected so i think that's a part of it as well they didn't expect uh, how well the market was going to take the bike plus so that kind of threw them gotcha. yeah so- they
1: mentioned they mentioned a couple of times about how like that the market is doing very well on bike plus they said that a couple of times so i thought that was very interesting
3: yeah, and the fact that they couldn't give they didn't give an order to delivery time for Bike Plus told me that yeah, that that's where their core struggle is.
1: Yeah, and they said um they were talking about different marketing questions, but one of the things that struck me is that they really haven't had to do any marketing for Bar- Bike Plus and they also have not really pushed out at all that the bike is out there for a cheaper amount. Like they right. haven't even done that. And in fact at one point John Foley said that he hopes they get to use their marketing campaign for the new tread because they think that the demand is going to be so far ahead of it. They're not even going to get to use it, (laughs) which is just crazy.
3: Yeah. It's nuts. So
0: this seems like a a demand thing, not a supply thing that they did not anticipate how popular bike plus would be.
3: That's what it sounds like to me. They even, they talked also about a future announcement coming of the build out of production in the u s, so it's like they're yeah, trying yeah. to solve for this problem of the bikes coming in from China or for Taiwan.
4: did you think that's that
3: just, was re- just them local?
1: Did you think that was related to the announcement that's coming about retail?
3: Yeah, see, I don't know. The, uh, maybe I'm not sure
1: so they they alluded to there's something big coming with retail. It's going to be different, and retail is going to continue to play a, an important part. And apparently, I think this is an imminent, I think this is very, very quickly, we're going to be hearing this, this announcement, whatever it is, because I've heard rumors that the Tread is going to show up in the showrooms as early as November 9th. And they said that it's going to be there by Thanksgiving. So based on that, based on the fact that the showrooms are going to play such an important part of the Tread being sold, and then there's this thing being built out in the US, somehow it's all related in my head
3: right i'm I'm glad you said that I didn't tie them now that you're saying that they may be tied. <laughs> um, no,
1: might just be wishful thinking
3: right, <laughs> but to your point, Tom, yeah, they're doing a lot to solve for the logistics. I expected to hear more of the analysts kind of like hitting them on that and them kind of talking to it like, yeah, we gotta you know, and feeling the pain of it in how I was hearing it, but I didn't. it sounded more like uh. Yeah, there's a lot of demand. Yeah, we're solving for it. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess ultimately
0: these would be filed under good problems, right? Like, oh my God, too many people want to buy our more expensive option. Whatever will we do? Oh, we'll sell it to them, you know? Right.
3: Another thing about it that was interesting.
1: I got the sense they were almost more apologetic about the fact that like, oh, we're going to have to spend more money on shipping. Like that that was really where the apology was coming from. Not the, oh, we haven't really served as well as we'd like. It was more like, well, we haven't served as well as we like. And to fix that, we're now going to have to spend some more money. So. Right.
3: You know, what was interesting to me when they said that I'm looking at a- aftermarket and the stock started to dip <gasps> just as they were saying that. Piece. Right. It's like, I guess, you know, it's financial based information that may right. affect next quarter's numbers. So even though it's a good problem from a financial perspective, I guess the market didn't like that news.
1: And speaking of the aftermarket, I know it's not the way you were looking at it, but the program that they're going to have where you take the bikes back. Uh, I thought it was also interesting that um, I wonder if you're, you're talking about the same thing I was, because I thought it was interesting. They were like, Oh, well, so many people ended up keeping their bikes. Like, we couldn't even get the stock that we thought that we were going to get to start this program because everyone kept their bikes.
3: <laughs> the way they spun that, they were like, people just bike pluses and, and they decided to keep their old bikes. I was like, no, they didn't. No, they they, they did. sold them to somebody for 1700
0: Yeah, like it's what you offered wasn't high enough. And so That's they just. They just put it on Craigslist. Yeah. Well, right. it wasn't
1: high enough, in my opinion. It's not just that it wasn't high enough. I should say that because it was also that, like, well, they might as well go ahead and sell it instead of letting Peloton get a double dip on there <laughs> because right. they're going to turn around and sell it.
3: So now they're saying, well, we don't have enough inventory for the CPO. So I guess we're going to do that. They said multiple quarters or multiple years out.
4: So it's a ways That's away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I but a, but
0: a, yeah, uh, that's really funny, but yeah, I mean, they just, that the, the what was it? 700 bucks. Right. It, yeah. It was just like when you can, you can sell it in a heartbeat for a thousand. And in some areas you could get way more because, right. because people were like, well, I'll buy that because I I won't have to wait for delivery. Like, right. yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they're, these, this is a billion dollar company. They should be able to figure out the math on that one pretty <laughs> Pretty easily.
3: <laughs> yeah, that that one was funny. I I kind of laughed when they talked about that. No one's sending their bikes back. They're keeping them. Yeah, they're
0: keeping them in the
1: family. They're either yeah. putting it in their <laughs> other home or they're giving it to one of their college-age children. I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: I mean, there's probably some of that. Like it's, it's
1: happening. You know, it's there's
0: happening. there's probably like when you get a new fridge and a new refrigerator, and now you're like, now this is the beer fridge. Some you know, there's probably a couple people that they got a beer Peloton, but but uh. <laughs> but, by and large, no. They would, it's too easy to sell. It is right. too easy to sell. It's right. not a hard thing. Like, there's been times when we've seen, had things around the house and we're like, should we sell this? And we're just like, I don't want to uh, deal with it. Too much effort. <laughs> but the Peloton, we were like, this is going to take 10 minutes. Like, right. yeah, of course we'll sell it. Right.
3: You know I what else said- I found interesting? What's that? Last quarter, they said that they had a guidance for this quarter that their churn rate was going to be under 1%. This quarter, the guidance for next quarter is churn rate is going to be under 0.9%. So basically, less people are going to be saying, forget this Peloton thing, cancel my subscription. Okay, less now I get people, that. Based I'm on the, fact- the numbers are going up and you have logistics and service issues, but their expectation is churn is going down.
1: But that's because I bet you that's, be- that's based on their engagement because they talked about how their engagement is sky high. They mm. said that the newer, uh, newer people to Peloton are actually using the classes more than the old school, th- th- than like us. That and aligns. they s- <laughs> <laughs> <That aligns. laughs> and yeah. they even said that those who have come on board since April are using it even more than what I the mean. people who were the newer users were. So I think that's where they're basing their churn.
3: I thought their numbers were always nuts on that. Not, not them. I know the numbers are right. Us as users. Like last quarter, they, at the average connected fitness user took 25 classes in the month. That's like almost every day. Yeah. So that kind of sounded wild to me. This month, it's like 21 classes per person. But there's a lot more you know, users, of course. But still, that's nuts. I mean, people are using this stuff.
0: Definitely, yeah. which is funny because you know the argument you still see on internet you know message boards. Because I'm 150, it's 1997. Welcome to the nineties. Um, but on on <laughs> comment you, did you post
1: that on your 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 MySpace? <laughs> yeah, I put it
0: on my Friendster actually. And uh, but still, like the you know the thing is, oh, it's a clothes hanger. You're never going to use it. And like you look at the metrics, and like that's
3: absolutely unequivocally right, untrue, right. Oh, it's crazy! Yeah, the numbers are nuts. I, I, I it's wild. And,
1: and I also have to. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just oh, no, thinking, who, who had a gym membership that went twenty-five times in a month?
3: Yeah, not Never.
0: me. That, that's going to be. I'm not saying the guy's not out there, but, but yeah, it, there ain't many one. of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to also point out that we have uh, some other things to look forward to. Uh, more verticals coming, more class types, more class content including the foreign languages. And I have a feeling that we were right on our prediction uh, that it's going to be uh, like some kind of Spanish or Latin languages are coming next. I don't know why he didn't say that, but it just, I just felt it. I felt yes. it. <laughs> so lots of new stuff, including he, they mentioned um, more strength. They mentioned that's still the fastest growing. They said that yoga and uh, they also said, look for new instructors. They've been busy in that area in particular overseas we have called one german instructor but i think there's more coming uh, and they also said there's going to be lots of lighting changes in the studio which i found interesting it's like hmm. how do you mess with the cycling studio you can't make it brighter in there like that's no
0: well and they and they just built it like so why do they already need to make changes like what what's that mean
3: Yo, know, and and you know now that you mentioned that i noticed that on the call john foley did talk about how they're doing different things with camera angles and they referred the analysts to Jess King's last Jess King experience ride. So I guess I they were already doing some new things that they consider to be innovative. Well, we saw that go- with Kendall's movie ride.
1: Yeah, I didn't take that ride, but I did take Kendall's movie buff ride. And like at one point, literally the camera came around behind her and she was what? Like, like that. What? It was very cool. So I'm guessing they're incorporating more things like that. I know they had a lot of, like, looked like smoke and stuff. Like, what's that stuff? Dry ice. Look like they had dry ice. Just an image of the dust king. Whatever.
0: Uh, Yeah, just dry ice is, you'll hurt yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Whatever the appropriate equivalent of that is. It looked all smoky, you know, for Halloween.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's good stuff. So anything else uh, big and exciting from the call, or is that kind of the highlights?
3: Well, one one last thing, I guess. Um, gotcha. They talked about. Well, they they didn't talk about this. I read it in the PDF that they put out. Okay. That the prediction is that this coming quarter, so October, November, December, they're predicting revenue for the first time over a billion for that quarter. Wow!
1: For one quarter.
3: For that quarter, I missed
1: yeah. that. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. So. Also,
1: I think we need to point out that you were almost dead on on all your predictions. We need. I was close, that. right? Yeah. That was very close. <laughs> it's
3: scary! It's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep wait, I keep putting these predictions out, hoping that other people will put them out, and then I could like brag. But then no one else puts them out, so then I can't say <laughs> I won.
1: Well, you're winning to us because, like, look at how many right. people you're telling. You're telling your whole group, and then you're telling all the listeners. So, like, that's a lot of people that you're you're telling that you were right. So we just we decided we're not going to try because we know you got it.
3: And now someone's gonna do it. I'm gonna lose. It's like when we were trying to predict the bike plus cost. And I was like in <laughs> place.
0: And I was like, price is right. Uh <laughs> one dollar.
4: One dollar.
3: And then we did a, a, a competition on CPO bike. Price, and now we're not going to know for years who won. Years, now years. I got to remember these numbers for years.
0: And then you'll it'll be so long, you'll actually have to adjust for inflation. inflation. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like, well, it was $1,600 in 2020, but now it's 2028.
3: And a decade. <laughs> I could do some funny math and then make it so I win.
0: There you go. You really are a stock market analyst. That's, no, if you... Look at the numbers this way. I was right the whole time.
3: whole time.
0: Yeah, it's like my ex-wife. So, anywho, so I guess uh, those are all the highlights. We hit everything. I don't want to rush rush anybody. I think that's
3: it. I think those were the highlights.
0: Awesome. Well, then I guess we will let you go. Uh, Thank you so much uh, once again for joining us. And until next time, where can everyone find you?
3: You can find me on Facebook at my Run, Lift & Live page and my Run, Lift & Live group. You can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift & Live, or at RunLiftAndLive.com. Awesome. It's good cool. to see you. Always good seeing you guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 New content.
0: We will now have sessions on your Peloton.
1: Yes. Are you curious what that means?
0: Not overly. Okay. But the listeners might be. Oh, well, okay. <laughs>
1: so uh, a session is kind of like a hybrid between a class and an encore class. Okay. So what it does is it takes, it takes a class that has already gone live. So this is only for on demand. It would not be possible to do okay. with a live class. Kind of like we talked about before. With like you can't go back in time. Right? Can't be a time traveler. Sure. So an on demand class. My understanding is that this is typically for very recent on demand classes. At least during this beta version, because right now we're in a beta for this. Okay. So you click on an on demand class that's recent. And it gives you this option to go into sessions. What that allows you to do is it puts everything on hold for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Anybody can now join your session. Okay. And anybody that sees it. It's
0: like a waiting room.
1: It is a waiting room. Yeah. And in fact, you wait there to have for everybody to start at the same time and you get a fresh leaderboard. So let's say you wanted to hang out with your friends and all take a class at the same time. You just hop on your bike or your tread because it's available on both and you start a session. And everybody can be there at the same time. You have your own leaderboard. You are not competing with anybody else. Of course, you don't get any shout outs because it's not live. But who cares? You're with your friends. You're You're hanging out. You can go high five crazy. Yeah, Uh, it's a lot of fun. I did it the other day with uh, Total Strangers and Mm -hmm. it was on uh, Maddie's marathon ride. um, uh, Well, marathoner ride, which is Halloween ride. run, And we will get to that later. Okay, but it was fun, even though I really I didn't know those people. It was just a tiny little class. It was yeah. five of us in the middle of the day randomly all high-fiving each other and cheering each other on. It was nice. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. That's a cool. neat little tweak. It is. And um, it's probably great for people that like work together yeah, or things like that.
1: Yeah, or like if you wanted to take an anniversary ride together or right. you know, just a special celebration of any kind. Um I will also say that I heard from a little birdie that they're going to probably be using this as a beta version for about 3 weeks then they'll pull it They'll do some tweaks and roll it back out. So expect that it'll be there and then be gone and come back. Maybe not even for everybody. Or maybe they'll pull parts of it and put other parts back. But expect that in a few weeks it'll look different.
0: They're still tinkering.
1: They are still tinkering.
4: Awesome. A visit from the Peloton Prophet.
0: Well, here's something we haven't seen in a little bit. (laughs) That's true. A visit from the Peloton Prophet. Why, whatever could this be?
1: Well, we've got some interesting... Interesting things to talk about here. One is that a while back, we talked about how Peloton was going to pull the cadence sensor ability with Bluetooth. Okay. Okay. So I am hearing that that is no longer the case, that apparently the feedback came back. People are not happy. So now, at least for the time being, that is on hold. Okay. At the moment, that is not going anywhere. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, it had been expected to stay for like six months. Now, there's no end date. We will see if that holds.
0: Interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: And then... Wait,
0: and and then... I know. What? No word from the prophet for months, and now we get two? The prophet is very mysterious. I see that.
1: Can't, you know, can't control the prophet. Yeah. That's what happens when you're an all-knowing being. Apparently. (laughs) Well... Something people have been asking for is creating a playlist of classes. And I have heard it a huge resurgence with the sessions feature because think about it. You're right. Well, I know you would never be. But imagine if you're writing with five of your friends and you're doing like an all-day event. Right. Now you can stack your classes if you were able to do that. Make playlists. How about that? Well, rumor is from the prophets, that's going to be a thing. And it's coming in early 2021.
0: Very interesting.
1: Yes. People are going to go apeshit over that. That (laughs) has been asked for forever. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be on demand classes only. That's just how my mind works. I'm not. No one told me that. That was just me. It just seems like
0: it would be kind of difficult to do it with live classes. Precisely. And it seems like all these kind of new things like that don't affect live classes. Exactly. I think it's just too much. Changing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. So those are very exciting little tidbits from the profit.
4: This psychological edge with Dr. Jen.
0: So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couple Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She's got a long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best best-selling books, and she's a five year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics, Dr. Jen. Hi. Hey. Hi. I th- You know, I thought all that stuff would be super prevalent this time. Yeah. Especially because we were going to talk a little bit about Robin Arzan. Yes. So she's pregnant.
1: Yeah, she's pregnant. and So you know, exciting. She, it yes. is. It is super exciting. Yeah. And, you know, she's been very public about her pregnancy. She's been uh, public about the fact that she froze her eggs and that she it was not a success only journey to get pregnant. So. We were kind of curious about your take from the perspective of taking that sports psychology how how hard driving she is as a person and how hard driving being this workout can be, and then like pregnancy, which isn't always like something you can control or or yeah. predict. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, a few things. First of all, you know, I took her her tread class the other day and i'm I'm not gonna lie. And she would like she would hate that I'm saying this, I'm sure, but I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Maybe she'll go a little easier. Yeah. No, no. such luck. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's a beast and baby pequeño is not slowing her down, which I <laughs> admire and respect. And you know, there is a whole wave of amazing women athletes, and especially these runners who you're seeing who are running and winning medals throughout all nine months of their pregnancy. And it's just absolutely amazing. So I think that on one hand, it is incredibly inspiring and i have no doubt that robin will be one of those people that like nine months in she's going to be kicking my ass on the treadmill and i'll be struggling to keep up with her
0: it's like now she's kicking ass for two
4: right (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and at the same time i also think that there are some women who I worry will push themselves too hard, will not listen to their doctors, who will say, like, well, if Robin can do it, I can do it. But Robin's an ultra athlete. Robin runs 100 mile races in the desert with like a, a teaspoon of water to get her through. Like, she is just an unbelievably well oiled athletic machine. And also mentally, she's amazing. And that it's really important that we as women really listen to our bodies and listen to our doctors. And at the same time, I think that it is great that she is showing women, like, you don't have to be sitting on on the couch, like worried that you, you know, can't exercise the way you did before. Listen to your doctor and get yourself out there and let yourself exercise and let yourself enjoy your body. And you know, like I know for me, I had a twin pregnancy and my fantasy of my pregnancy beforehand was I'm going to do walks every day. I'm going to keep myself strong and thin and all this sort of stuff. And I ended up with a pregnancy where I was puking my guts out for nine months. Like for Uh. nine months, I was gagging. I would like, I literally was gagging so much. It, took me to the floor. Like I would fall down. I was gagging so hard. So it was it was horrific. And that it was very hard for me to kind of adjust to this idea of how my pregnancy and my relationship with exercise was going to be in my mind. And the reality of that, my body was like, No, you can't do that. Like, if you're really like good to me and give me lots of water, I'll get you from the bed to the <laughs> toilet so you can puke some before <laughs> you go to work. Oh, like, my gosh. So. And a lot
0: of that's just kind of luck of the draw, right? I mean, because, you, yeah. you know, that's why I wanted to talk about your your sports background, not just as a sports psychologist, but as, as an athlete. Like right. you, you go into that in good shape.
4: Right. In great shape. Yeah. And, you know, look, they say that a lot of it is genetics and a mom who had some nausea during her pregnancy and it was just one of me as opposed to multiples. So, you know, that is part of it. And I think that it's so important that we listen to our bodies, that we also, you know, one of the things that I am really enjoying about Robin's pregnancy is that we're watching her body change in these beautiful ways as her body becomes a little more rounded and like a little more like pregnancy oriented that it's so wonderful that she's such a great example of like yeah I'm still wearing my crop top yeah like this is me this is my body and I think it's such a beautiful example for women to be able to embrace our curves and our bodies and our pregnancies and I, and I love that aspect of, of Robin being pregnant I yeah absolutely Agreed. yeah. Yeah, you know, my dream is that Leanne will get pregnant with Ben because my dream is that there will be a pure Peloton baby that comes from two Peloton <laughs> instructors, <laughs> and that, that will be the next generation of Peloton instructors. These incredible athlete babies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Peloton is so thinking so far down the road, they're just breeding their own instructors. (laughs) Exactly.
4: Exactly. That's that's my fantasy. (laughs) Well, that would also be quite
1: the photogenic baby. (laughs)
4: Seriously. seriously, Now, by the way, speaking of photos, have you seen the photo that Maddie posted on his Instagram? His, his most recent shirtless picture. I don't think I have today, but I mean, I think it was yesterday. He posted it. You're just going to say, wow. Well, I always say
1: that about Maddie. He's a <laughs> Maddie's a good looking guy. Let's see. Maddie.
0: I'm sitting right. Yeah,
4: here. He's a babe. He's a total babe. I mean, like I'm also I'm friends with him. So I I may be a tiny bit biased, but I don't there's no bias. When you see this picture, it's just like, oh my God. Wait,
1: is this the one is this the one in the the jean shirt? Yes. Yeah, that's a good one.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you like to see Tom? Sure, why not? <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I that's <laughs>
0: airbrushed.
4: I, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I, <laughs> I don't like the picture. I think they're actually painting those onto him. You think yeah. those, those abs are painted yeah.
4: on? Yeah. yeah no, I don't know, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you, he, I could grate vegan cheese on those abs.
0: I think if you use those abs, it would automatically not be vegan. Because yeah. last I checked, he is made of meat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all are. We all are made of meat.
4: But well, yeah, no, I it's can argue with amazing. that <laughs> <laughs> well on that note
0: where can people find you until next time
4: people, people can find at me on Instagram looking at pictures of Maddie um, <laughs> and also on Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat at Dr. Jen Man, D-R-J-E-N-N-M-A-N-N that's two N's on Jen, two N's on man checking out the competition
0: John Mills over at Run, Lift, Live had another interesting thing that he uh, came across.
1: Yeah, and I also got this information from somebody else. Apparently, this was only uh, for people who were VIP members, at least initially. But uh, there's another collaboration. This time, it's Hydro and Fabletics. Okay. And so people who were Fabletic members who were VIP, they got this offer first. It was a deal on buying the Hydro. So uh, then I guess they put out this information saying that Fabletics will now be designing and producing all Hydro apparel and that Hydro's trainers will exclusively wear Fabletics within all content. So that's very interesting. Yes, it is. Um, And they say that 73% of the 2 million VIP members are working out more than three times a week. So Fabletic members are working out. 73% are working out more than three times a week and they love trying something new and they're going to bring them this workout. So, wow. Yeah. They also threw in a little sting at uh, Peloton, which I thought was funny that John Mills pointed out. But they say that it's the best workout that you can get in 20 minutes, Hydro is, and that it is more effective than running or cycling.
5: Zing!
0: Take that. Yeah. How dare you have a cycling company? (laughs) I feel bad because I did not get you a card.
1: You should feel bad, but you've never gotten me any cards for any of my uh, fitness events. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised.
0: Well, if there's one thing all the fitness stuff has taught me, it's uh, the importance of consistency. (laughs) And so there. But you are celebrating your one year anniversary with with uh, with Tonal. I
1: was. Yeah. Four years with Peloton, one year with Tonal. How about that? Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah. And uh, and. So I was able to actually get 52 weeks in a row. Not only have I had the machine, but I've but worked it. out every week How since we that? gotten it. That's because we haven't gone anywhere. So, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> no excuses when you're tethered to your home. You've done all your workouts wearing a mask. So if you haven't checked out, Tunnel, you should. It's a smart at home gym and it's uh, it's weightlifting in your home using electromagnetics and I think Think Just a dash of magic <laughs> <laughs> and It's got a sleek design It does look pretty cool It does Yeah And uh, it helps with all sorts of things
1: it, not only that, but, um, you know, Tonal is really great about constantly adding things. So people are always bringing up feature ideas and Tonal is always delivering. So it's I can't believe how much they've added in a year when you add it all up. It's that, crazy.
0: That is true. When you talk about all the changes that they've made to it all over the last year, like just ways to make it work a little better or the interface operate a little easier or just tweaks with the how the weights will work in different ways. Like I mean, they, they really are like Peloton in that they're just constantly like, moving that ball forward.
1: They are. It's an amazing machine. It really is.
0: And you can try Tonal for 30 days risk-free if you visit www.tonal.com for $100 off smart accessories when you use the promo code theclipout at checkout.
1: Tonal, be your strongest.
0: Well, if you needed any more proof that Crystal was about to get an iPhone, they made an update to the Android app that's only on the Android app.
1: <laughs> yeah. How you like that timing? They
0: finally... Yeah.
1: I know, right? And uh, I have to Just say... Just to be
0: clear, I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. Oh, I know. Yeah.
1: I, I know, Tom. <laughs> uh, but I will say, I've really... Um, I've enjoyed gloating this week. There's been multiple people from the iPhone world who have yeah. been like, I don't have this. And I'm like, of course you don't. Yeah. How does it feel? As
0: lowercase, I don't have this. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear.
1: Uh, so what are we talking about? We are talking about new filters only available on the Android for now. I'm sure it's going to be yeah, there sure. real soon, like within days, maybe by the time this airs. But at the moment, there's two new filters. One that is called not taken by me. That's right. Not taken by me, okay, and then no weights, and both of those are in the cycling. Uh, specifically, the uh, no weights that is key because if you are doing a specific set of classes, let's say you wanted to take, I don't know, all of Robin's Tabata classes, I think somebody used that as an example. Well, it is now you I believe can filter, it's
0: pronounced Tabata.
1: <laughs> now you can filter. By not taking by me and get a smaller subset, so it's much easier to really hone in on what you have left on all of your all of your wish lists of workouts. Uh, also, I just want to add, I want to throw in they also did an update to Android this week, one that has been on iPhone since pretty much day one. Right. So you know we've only been waiting three years, but um. Now you can see charts and graphs on Android.
0: How about that? On
1: your workouts. You can actually click on a workout and bada bing, bada boom, there it is. So we finally.
0: You can tell it's an old feature because it, it makes a soprano's noise. Bada bing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you always love the name of that strip club.
0: <laughs> the best strip club name uh, uh, in uh, television shows was Friday Night Lights, The Landing Strip. <laughs>
1: There was another one you liked too that you got a kick out of. Uh there was the Bing and then there was another one. Yeah. I can't remember what the show was, but you I got a remember, kick out of it. But it'll pop up at some point. Yeah,
0: when you go to strip clubs, things pop up. Oh jeez. <laughs> Peloton is reportedly sending out some free gifts to people.
1: Yeah. So as you know, uh, several people had a little snafu. They had all these these dates lined up right. for October. And then, boom, they got these notifications. Just kidding. It'll be November or December or January in some cases. So uh, they started sending out gifts to people saying, we're sorry, which was super nice of them. Yeah. But then... Peloton's just having a hard month. I mean, they just have too much going on. They're sending them out to all the wrong addresses. Like everybody that has told me about this has the wrong address. Like when you go in to look, it's sent to somebody else across the country. Like this is clearly a mail merge gone (laughs) awry. Like somebody sorted on something wrong. So you may get your gift. You may not. I don't know. Contact Peloton. Tell them they messed it up and they'll fix it. They'll send it to you. Everybody who's done that. But, But take a look, because if you got one of these emails, check the address. Because it might be wrong. Well,
0: it's like you tell your kids with gifts, it's the thought that counts. (laughs) (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. (laughs) Uh,
1: And if you were wondering what it is, it was a beautiful red stainless steel water bottle and a black Peloton trucker
0: hat. In a really nice uh, box. Very nice box.
4: Peloton in the news.
0: So you dot co dot uk yes or dot uck if you prefer
1: <laughs> you haven't ucked in a while I haven't ucked in a
0: while <laughs> and that's y o u yes just to be clear yes u magazine hu- pretty hard to get the domain name just the letter u
1: it might Maybe be out easier there. I don't know
0: dot co dot uck but uh they had an article about Leanne Hainesby
1: they did uh, all about uh, they talked about how she became a Peloton star what she was doing before. It was a huge feature and a very big deal. Uh, this magazine is is quite large in the UK. Gotcha. Very, very big deal. The so, website
0: looks kind of like a GQ or something. Yeah. Like the design it does. is similar.
1: It does. Yeah. And of course, they have Leanne and, and Ben featured prominently. Look at that. Showing how they're the darlings of Peloton. And I don't know why they threw a Robin picture in there.
0: <laughs> the Probably the for the
1: clicks. They were like, we got to figure out a way.
0: Get the SEO. To get some Robin. Of Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and it specifies she's a former lawyer. Maybe they thought Robin would sue them if, <laughs> if she was not also featured.
1: <laughs> uh, one of Leanne's many, many selfies. And then they threw in some Cody, too. Because so, why not? Why not? Yeah. And, then, and then a little Ben. <laughs>
0: If you say so
1: <laughs> No I think they, in all seriousness I think that they were kind of like like Throwing little features in for the rest of the Instructors You're like sure? it was mainly about Legan but it was also talking about Peloton And all the instructors and how, how They came to be at Peloton Gotcha. It so.
0: was an, In comic book world we call that An origin story
1: yes Yes well that would Be a different way to explain it in nerd world There we go <laughs> Peloton Celebrity
2: sightings
0: we have a new Peloton celebrity sighting.
2: We do. Uh,
0: yet another Full House cast member has joined up. We
1: yes, DJ Tanner
0: and whatever her real name is,
1: Cameron Buer. Look at you. I know. Wait, is that right? Candice, Cand. It used to be Candice Cameron Buer, and now it's Candace Buer. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, yes. I don't know why I know that. Well, actually, well, I do. do I'm a watch, huge Full House fan. You watch the show all the time. Yeah. And Fuller House, too. I've watched every single one. <laughs> Love them all. I think DJ's adorable. I think they're all adorable. So just to be clear, now we have all three of the main uh, Full House uh, characters from the Fuller House show. Right. All three women, all three leading women, they all have Pelotons. So we've got DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy Gibbler. They're all part of Peloton.
0: How about that? Yes.
1: And just so you guys know, you are not alone when you cry on your bikes. This is mostly for the women out there. I've never <laughs> heard of a guy. I haven't heard of many guys saying that this happens to them. But Candace Beer, she cried on her first ride.
0: How about that? Yeah. There you go.
1: And she put it on social media. She's not afraid. Good for her.
0: Couple of rides, uh, a ride and a run that you took this week that you enjoyed immensely.
1: Yeah, I, I had to uh, take a, a quick moment to express my love for Maddie uh, Magiacomo, first of all, for his Halloween run with his alter ego, Thoner, Okay. Uh, if you have not taken that run, you need to. I don't care if you don't have a tread. I don't care if you don't want to run outside. Like, just listen to it. Watch it. It is so freaking funny. I mean, if you need a laugh, and who doesn't? <laughs> 2020, am I right? Uh, just take this. You cannot take this class and not have a good time. It's perfect. It's, it's Maddie... In drag as his alter ego And he keeps the character So well I honestly forgot it was him a couple of
5: times
1: (laughs) And I would be like oh wait that's really Maddie you know I had to remind myself I had a great time I smiled the whole time and I needed it So
0: and then you also really enjoyed Kendall's Bon Jovi ride.
1: I did And um
0: speaking of crying on your bike,
1: Yeah I totally did Uh, You know here's the thing my my sister Passed away when I was we Literally buried her on my 13th birthday And she was six years older so she was very young, and uh, so I'm old, and that means that back then we were listening to 80s music, and Bon Jovi was her favorite mm. band. And I cannot tell you how many memories I have of laying out on the patio, because we did that in the 80s, and listening to the boombox yeah. on the back patio while we were laying out, and Bon Jovi was always her favorite. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, every every once in a while uh, I get to listen to music and it, it's it's like I'm there with her. And this whole class was definitely that for me. And I bawled. <laughs> it was a great time. That is not because right. it was not at all great. It was everything you want a Bon Jovi ride to be. Kendall did an amazing job. Uh, it was just very special to me for another reason. So definitely check it out.
0: And then uh, finally Peloton dropped a holiday collection.
1: They did all kinds of fun gifts. There were ornaments. There were scrunchies. There were Peloton towels. There were robes, and and on and on, all kinds of things. Lots of lots of bags. Uh, Oliver Thomas bags galore. Yeah. Um, and then in the U.S., they all sold out really, really fast. Uh, the clothes, especially. Right.
0: There were a few uh, clothing items gone, but you wrote this week on the website about a little life hack for people
1: yeah i saw some people chatting about this um which is why you guys should totally be in the facebook group the clip out facebook group and the clip out facebook page because this is how you learn about things and i love your little graphic here Tom. thank you. it's I'm just gonna, amazing i'm gonna play it again okay it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> both times uh and um this is this is why though there there are third party companies you can use That you can ship from other countries. Uh, What is this one called? Reship. reship. So you go to reship.com. You make this little uh, profile. You sign up with them. And you can do this once or you can sign up for monthly, depending on how often you want to do it. But anyway, it allows you, it gives you an address to ship it to. And then it ships it to your house. So... Because right now, if you wanted to go to Germany and go to Peloton's Germany boutique, you have to have a German address to put in. Right. So you can't you can't just get around that. Now, some people they have friends over there, but I mean, it's I mean,
0: it's not a lot of people. It's not something that, that everybody can do. Has close relatives in Germany, right? Yeah.
1: Right, or friends, whatever, and and so, or that you even want to put that on somebody else. Totally. So uh, this gives you a way to do that, even if you don't have a contact. So so this allows you to shop in Canada and germany and the uk so lots of options and if you go now i'm pretty sure you even have time to still get it here before december now that is key because as of this weekend there were still lots of items left in all of the other stores lots
0: but uh once if people start to figure that out you know you don't want to put a little hustle in your bustle yes checking in with the peloton community So, uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Beatrice Shaheen. Hey, how's it going?
2: Good. How are you
4: all? Good. I don't
0: know if you're old enough to remember this, but it, did it gra- drive you crazy when there was that company called Beatrice, and they seem they seemingly bought every company in the world? You remember this? <laughs>
1: there was a company no. called Beatrice. Yeah,
0: and like they they were like they bought all these like food companies and stuff, and then there was this period of time where every commercial on television. Ended not every but a lot <laughs> where ended with just weird Beatrice.
2: <laughs> no, and, really? like, and like nobody, like, like
0: all of a sudden, all these commercials just had weird Beatrice at the end of it, and you're just like, What
1: is happening? They were taking over the world, yeah.
0: they were like
2: the Google of their day. Yeah, it was oh, really weird. It was so fascinating. No, I got yeah. a lot of. I think because I'm Princess Vietnam and I are very close in age, but I was born in February and I think she was born in August. People were like, Were you named after the princess? And I was like,
0: and You're like, no, no, she was named after me.
2: She was named after me. <laughs> also, her name is the English spelling of the name and mine is the Spanish spelling. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, My first thought when you were like, It's the English spelling of the name, I'm like, How did they put a random U in there? Oh, yeah. Like they're- <laughs> They're just always cramming U's in words. <laughs>
1: they do, they do. It's uh, I, I've always wondered why that is, like color or humor. Just, oh, just, <laughs> yeah. There's just just an extra U, you and you're like, what is that doing in there? <laughs>
2: totally, totally.
1: So yeah, Peloton. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: it's not often we go down a rabbit hole before we talk Peloton.
5: <laughs>
2: I'm, okay with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you originally find Peloton? So I had been spinning and cycling before I knew about Peloton. And then my boyfriend and I were on a work retreat with his work out in like Arrowhead. And I brought, you know, shoes to go hiking and all of this. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just walk by the little gym that they have. And I was like, oh, they have a Peloton. And I'm going to try it out while you're in a bunch of <laughs> work meetings. And so after that, I was like, oh, this is great. like I could I could totally see myself having one eventually. But I think like a lot of people, I was a little, you know, concerned about oh the cost and the commitment to it, not necessarily doing the exercise, but just having it in your home. And then I think like a lot of people, the pandemic hit. And, and I had a few friends that had it before the pandemic, my friends, John and Michael, who were like, you are like the perfect person to have this. And then my friend, Zach <laughs> and Leah also got it. at like, I think a week into the pandemic, and then after, yeah, after that, I was like, okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic, I was like, I can't not have some form of exercise other than my yoga mat and some weights in the house. I need something to do cardio. And sure. then I kind of, I, I bit the bullet and it worked out for my roommate and my boyfriend. And then I had, like talked to my parents about it and they were like, it really sounds like you want one. You should probably. <laughs> <laughs> so where in the country do you live? I'm in LA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah, you guys had a pretty strict lockdown pretty early too. We did. Yeah. It was so it was so the week of March ending March 13th, I think everybody sort of felt this. Like it started out like a normal week and then progressively got more and more <laughs> uh intense. And I guess like by so that Thursday night, the twelfth, March twelfth, I went to the grocery store with my roommate and my boyfriend, and we were like, oh, this is like the apocalypse, like people are clearing yeah. out the equivalent of like Ra- or Ralph's here, which I guess is like Kroger and other parts of the country, just like supermarket sweep style, like taking all the food <laughs> and toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to work on the thirteenth, and then everything after that just shut down. And so I was like, okay, we've well, got to figure out how to um, live twenty-four-seven in a two bed, two bath apartment, (laughs) which is
1: crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I know, I know LA compared to like a New York apartment, you have more room, more square footage, even in, in a two bed, but, but like, when somebody tells you like you need to stay in one place i just feel like it's so much harder
2: to stay in one place it's like yeah (laughs) you instantly
0: rebel yeah yeah (laughs) no but now i don't now that i've got to i don't want to
2: right 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 and there's no you have no concept of time like for me i was like oh is it monday morning is it friday night is it saturday afternoon i have no idea
0: (laughs) i know now it's like that with the seasons right? we are like i'm like how are we talking about Thanksgiving?
2: I know. Yeah. Where,
1: did, where did this year go? Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah, It has really been the strangest year of my life. Yeah. So I, I yes, know a lot of people same. feel that way. I just. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh OK, well, so so you just got your Peloton. So were you really active before you got your Peloton? I know you said you did spin, but like, was it on a regular basis or were you like a sometimes exerciser or
2: how did that work for you? Well, growing up, I was really into dance. That was my primary form of exercise. I was just telling a friend yesterday, actually, I was like, I'm not good at team sports. <laughs> like I was never <laughs> into that. My sister, my sister played basketball. She's five years younger than me. She's like really good at basketball, like a really talented runner. And I was like, okay, dance is my thing. And so I did dance for a really long time. And then I did ballroom dance for like a year when I was learning um wow. like my cinsena. And then after that, it sort of became like, okay, I have to pick between like, dance, theater, and any sort of extracurricular activity. And I ended up going with with theater. So then I sort of fell off of like, my one thing that was making me really active. I wasn't super active. And then like, in college, I was occasionally going to the gym. Because they had like a really nice gym. I went to UT Austin and they had two really wonderful gyms that I wish I would have taken more advantage of while I was there. And then, but then when I moved to LA, the first few years, I wasn't super active. But then my sister, when she was turning 21, she's like, I want to run a half marathon for my birthday. And I want the whole family to do it. And I was like, I love you so much. You're the only person that I would do this for because I'm not,
5: not a runner.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and, and so then I started. I started training with a friend who, you know, he ran all the time. And so he was like, "Oh, I'll I'll help you." And we, when we went to the park that was close to our house to train. And I don't enjoy the act of running. I like how I feel afterwards, and I like medals in races.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant like Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. I was like,
0: yeah, she likes metal. Right on. Right. Yeah, for her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, so I did. I did that, but I also have my knees are not great. So I was like, okay, well, running isn't sustainable. We did the half marathon for my sister's twenty first birthday. This was back in early twenty fourteen, and then I was like, well, I don't think I can continue to do this in this manner. So I have to find something else. And you know, I had friends that had tried spin places. And one of my, my friend Leah, who she and Zach were ultimately like two of the people who convinced me to get the bike at that point, she was like, Oh, let's go to a charity spin class. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm down. And then after that, I was like, Oh, this is really fun. And so, (laughs) and so I was like, it's a, it's a great come. I think a lot of former dancers like it because you incorporate lots of elements of dance into the workout. And so that, that the music and the movement and all of that was, I was like, okay, this is sustainable. I'm much better on my knees. So then I started going to flywheel here and was very into flywheel. And then it ended up closing in LA. I guess at this point over a year ago. And so that was, I was like very active there, and you know, was doing that for a long time. And then you know, was kind of doing other classes and found a great like local studio. But then with the pandemic, unfortunately, everyone you know. Had to shut their doors. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow.
0: So I have a quick question. Backing up, you mentioned ballroom dancing, but what other kind of dancing did you do?
2: I was doing tap, jazz, lyrical. I did ballet for a while. Yeah, and then when mm-hmm. we were learning, and then when like I was learning my gipsyetta dances, it was like a combination like ballroom and tango, and sort of all the more traditional uh, sure. dances that you wow. would do in a so, ballroom class. Yeah.
0: Well, then I would say I would I will. Uh oh! politely correct you when you said you don't do you didn't do team sports i kind of feel like that is a team sport you know what sure. i mean like oh, if yes. you're, you're, totally. you're dancing you know in synchronization with other people like that's you've got to work as a team to accomplish that you know
2: totally no that's true i i guess yes i guess a better description would be like i'm not in that sports with I don't know that are like keeping score and like you have to yeah. like make <laughs> like, it like softball. I get why or- you make the <laughs>
0: distinction because it doesn't feel like it's competitive in the same way. Yes. But yeah, but because it's more judged than than refereed, I guess. But sure. <laughs> but I think from a team building and physical exertion standpoint, yeah, it's checking pretty much all the same boxes. Oh,
1: that, that is yes, true. Absolutely, yeah, because. There's so much of working together if you're not if you're not working to I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but obviously, if you're not working together, then there's not. There's not a lot happening from a for
5: sure, <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's no, that's very
1: true. Yeah, yeah.
5: you know, there's just like a person flailing. standing in the corner.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right. And it's somebody who has like zero rhythm or ability to dance. Like I can tell you, it's really important. Yes, no, that's very, very true. Yes, I agree.
0: <laughs> it's why she's not allowed to do it, nor me.
1: <laughs> so when we were uh, talking offline, you mentioned that you work in TV production. So. What does a production coordinator do? And how did you get into that? Like, is that like something you are like, I want to be when I grow up? Like, I don't even know how that's, you know, I'm always fascinated by how people get into jobs.
2: Yeah, so I can actually pinpoint the exact moment when I knew that I wanted to work in film and television for my 14th birthday my parents took my sister and I to the movies to see Lord of the Rings. My parents were always like very into television. Like we would always watch award shows and they like very much appreciate the arts. So I grew up appreciating the arts as well. And they were like, Oh, let's like see this movie. It's going to be not, it's, you know, probably going to be nominated for a lot of awards. And then I went and I was, tr- I was like completely captivated. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to help make that. And I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. I just want to help make, this thing that I'm so mesmerized by on screen. (laughs) And so then after that, I like collected every entertainment weekly that came in the house, like I was watching any award show, I was watching every sort of movie and television show that I could basically watch on the weekends, because you know, with school and extracurriculars, there's not much time to do that (laughs) during the week. And, and then, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I tried to figure out, okay, what's my skill set? And how can I tie that into film and television? Because I knew nobody out here. And you know, my parents are both my, my mom is retired and my dad owns his own business and they're both like very business minded. So they were like, we support you in whatever you want to do, but we don't have any idea about <laughs> about what it takes but to do. But we get don't want to write television. you. checks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 like, so what, what let's like figure out what we need to do to like help you achieve your goal. And so then I was like, okay, that looked at like good schools and universities to do that. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm really organized. And I like sort of anything revolving around logistics and making things happen and seeing things through from beginning to end. And so my ultimate goal, and I, I'm sort of doing this on the side is uh, line producing. So those are, that's like the producers in charge of like logistics, planning, budget, and then, you know, sort of my on my day to day, I'm a production coordinator in television. So that's like one of the tracks to get up to line producing, like produce some indie films and some shorts and all of that. And then production coordinator, though, to answer your question, because they feel like I kind of <laughs> derailed. No, you're uh, fine. No, this is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this it is on that track, like in the production department to then eventually move up. So then I was like, OK, well, what what's one of those tracks so I can start? in the office as an office production assistant, and then sort of move up that ladder to do that. And so we in production are sort of like the hub of the show or the movie or whatever project it is you're working on. Like everybody comes to you for everything. And you, you know, you have all of the information, you have to make sure that people get it all. And I kind of like to joke that if people actually know what I do, then I'm not doing my job. well, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because then there's some sort of crack in the foundation. But yeah, it's, you know, getting information out to the right people, like making sure that equipment and products are back on time. So that way, we like are able to do what we need to do to like, get everything on screen. And you know, making sure that just any sort of thing that needs to happen gets done. That's the short, the short uh, version of it. You're okay. a project manager. Yeah,
0: so it's project yeah. management, but it's got a slightly different name. Yeah, totally. Because it exists, it it, it exists a,
1: for a totally different reason. And it, it existed mm-hmm.
0: before the concept of project. Absolutely, managers, right? Absolutely.
1: Right. But yeah, that's okay. So that's cool. That's I get it now. So like now, I put it in my. My brain, yeah. so I get it. I know the whole time you're
0: talking, I'm like, oh, this sounds like what Crystal does, except fun.
5: Yes,
2: I agree. Except about things I
0: care about. I know
2: I love all of your, I love all of your posters, and I, um, I people talking about them, all your movie posters. It's so great.
0: Oh yeah, so so yeah. I have another podcast that's all about movies, and so this room originally was built for for that podcast, and so yeah, there's all sorts of movie posters up in here for like just different things, movies that that I enjoyed. Yes. So.
1: Yes. It is. It has evolved into yes. more.
5: <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. So then when it comes to like being a producer, are they, is a producer like doing those kinds of things at a higher level or are they doing like more like strategic decision-making? I know nothing about this. So if oh, that's yeah. a dumb question, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. It, oh my gosh. No,
2: it's not, not at all. No, no dumb questions. No, it kind of well, and there's so many different types of producers, right? So you like watch the credits, and you're like, Oh, there's executive producer. And then there's oh, yeah. um, you know, supervising producer. So in television, a lot of the producers are also writers. And then the in TV, the person who gets the produced by credit is the line producer. And so they're like, you said, like, yes, the, those are the people who are making the sort of overall decisions. And they're like the boss in terms of like, who I would report to and go to for everything so like i could make you know there are decisions that i can make but then you know a lot of it i obviously like when it involves large sums of money or <laughs> anything like that is stuff that i have to run by my producer and production manager and production supervisor <laughs> so wow
1: yeah. that sounds really neat it sounds yeah. very interesting so i yeah. guess the
0: next question that everyone else is, everyone listening is probably wondering have you worked on anything that people would be familiar with
2: Yes, so I have been for the last seven, going on eight years on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and like oh, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, before before Brooklyn, I was on the second half of the second season of the Newsroom, and uh, okay. on HBO, and then yes. was uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, <laughs> and then did a few. I've done a few pilots. I did the pilot of a freeform show called Everything's Going to Be Okay, that eventually went to series. And a couple of pilots, unfortunately, that didn't go for other networks. And then my first sort of full time production job was on a show called Go On for NBC that lasted, unfortunately, only a a year, but I loved it It was uh, with Matthew Perry. And oh, and my first internship was on Brothers and Sisters, the ABC show. Oh okay. okay.
0: So you've been on lots of stuff that yeah, people would be familiar with. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Which
1: is which has been your favorite or or is your favorite doing kind of your the freelancing that you're kind of getting started in? Is that like or would you prefer to do that? If it's okay to ask that. Oh
2: uh, totally okay. No, it's and this is like such a cheesy answer, but <laughs> I do I, I've been so, so lucky on every show that I've been on that It's hard. It's hard to choose, and a lot of. I mean, this town is so small that you also end up working with a lot of the same people. Like, I've I've worked. There are people that I've worked with since go on that like also went on to Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I had friends that moved from the newsroom to Brooklyn at the same time that I did. So it's really small, and in every project you learn something different, right? I feel like every show that I've been on, I'm like, okay, now I sort of have the hour long drama under my belt, and now I've got. You know this present day comedy set in uh, New York under my belt. So I think every every show it's hard to pick. And again, I've been very, very lucky because you know, you spend so much time with people when you're on a show. I had a friend who once told me, and this is totally accurate, like spending a season on a show with one person is like knowing them for five years. So <laughs> for, so <laughs> me being on Brooklyn, it's like, Oh, I feel like I've known some of these people for 35 to 40 years. And yeah, I've like i like not years. even been on this yeah. planet. Yeah. <laughs> I like have not even been on this planet for that long. <laughs> <laughs> wow
1: that is just fascinating and also it's fascinating to hear you say that la is a small town <laughs>
5: <laughs> it, yeah but it's
1: also
0: it's an industry town it though is, right like is. so like once once you kind of crack the industry aspect of it
1: I'm sure you do see the same yeah. you know people's names over and over again even if you don't work directly with them or that Co-minally. in your case you are working with them but it's just funny to think that like it's millions of people and yeah. it's like a small town
2: <laughs> it is, no it's so funny yeah and you run into people everywhere too or there are some people that I think a lot of people just associate us like oh yeah you you all work together right or sometimes they just like associate you with a different show and you're like oh you were on that show right and I was like no, but I just have a lot of friends on that show. So now everybody assumes that I was on Happy Endings or, like, you know, one of these other shows.
0: Well, and that has to be very fortunate in your career field to be on a show that lasts seven, eight seasons, right? Like that's yes. not wow. common. That's kind of the, the dream.
2: Totally. Yeah, it's I know this is I feel like it's definitely an anomaly because shows don't last this long
0: anymore.
2: So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm so I'm so lucky. And to do it with a cast and crew that like we are all just we all have such a shorthand and we're all very close. So, yeah, it's It's, I'm very fortunate. It seems
0: from the outside anyway, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a very healthy set. Like, yes. It seems like the people there enjoy being there. And, yeah, like and they're get genuinely along, getting
2: along, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's not
0: like moonlighting back in the day. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I feel like I've been fooled by TV shows before. Like, I'll be like, oh, they all get along so well. And then later it comes out that like, no, they like, were all arguing uh, behind like the scenes. Gary
0: story. Berghoff was a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <like> that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, Raider's no, advice. that's not the case. It really, I mean, it really is like a family so i'm you know i think that's what you see and you can tell sort of in the crew that like a lot of people have stayed from the early seasons and they've continued so i think that's very yeah. retelling of you know oh you keep seeing the same names over and over in the credits season after season like people wouldn't necessarily stay in a work environment that's unhealthy like that or leave and come back
0: right, right? like yeah. uh i'm blanking on his name but the guy who plays the captain he left and then came back right
2: right yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was part of that was written into the show but yeah exactly it would you know it would be one of those things where it's like someone might argue to be like no i don't really want to come back but that was like right. not the case so
1: so do you ever do you get starstruck whenever you like you know you're hanging out with all these like famous people
2: you know what i think it's at the end of the day it's like we're all sort of people and all there to do the job so i'm trying to think not I haven't really gotten the most starstruck I've been actually. Was (laughs) I met an Olympian who was working with us behind the scenes. And myself and one of my friends who's a writer on the show, we were both like, oh, we've like never felt this is what being really, really starstruck feels like. (laughs) <laughs> um we were both like oh we have to ask him all these questions but we also don't want to come off too eager and you know right. excited but like he's here and he's really cool and really nice. <laughs> so no no I I feel like I've been pretty professional and and I feel like no one's really gotten me super super starstruck but yeah every, and you, you sound think, like yeah. tom you sound yeah. like tom that's how tom is too i'm yeah. like
1: whenever tom has had the opportunity to introduce me to whatever famous person and i'm just like it's like really hard for me to not be like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dial it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, i've yeah. always restrained myself yeah, no, she's
0: been good but it, but, but inside, I know inside <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: she is queen but, uh, but outside yeah because yeah. Yeah, yeah. my day job i I'm a concert promoter and so like I meet a lot of rock bands And stuff and so it is It is funny though it's like you know I've been Doing concerts for 20 years I did radio For five or six before that where obviously You meet a lot of people like that and like Yeah you reach a point where you're just kind of Like okay and then and then it's Always the weird ones that Get you excited like it's like stuff people That necessarily aren't you Know like mathematically Aren't that big of A deal but they're a big deal to you and that's yes, when you right. nerd out and you're just like why am I like
5: this? <laughs> like
0: that's yeah. you know like totally the, f- the first time I met Peter Torque, cuz I'm a huge Monkeys fan we talk about that comes up sometimes. Yeah, but the yeah. first time I met Peter Tork, I'm like I didn't even know what to say and I was like like I met Bruce Willis who I know <laughs> ostensibly is a bigger celebrity and was just like oh hey Bruce Willis like can I get right, a picture right. thanks okay bye. <laughs> and and uh no you can't have all that stuff on your writer uh, <laughs> Um but love moonlighting uh, yes. <laughs> You know but but yeah when I met Peter Tork who I like know isn't as big Of a deal but like to me it's a big Deal so like I totally get what you're saying About when you meet the Olympian like that's a priority for you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm yeah. also curious if the Olympian was a big deal for you because you've been in active situations, your whole, like you're, you've been very active throughout your life with dance sure. and everything. So I feel like you had, it sounds like you had an appreciation for his abilities yes. on a different level. So I, I don't know, I'm just kind of reading between the lines there. Totally. No, that, I mean, yeah, that's totally valid. I hadn't even thought about it that way, but for sure. Yeah it's funny um i'm always telling uh so tom's youngest is into very into music like he plays i don't know three or four instruments at this point and uh and like he'll ex- try to explain things to me in musical terms and i'm just like dude i got i got nothing like i i <laughs> yeah. I, I hear what you're saying and and like awesome and i want to be really supportive but like you start talking to me with like music notes and how to read a sheet i I have no idea yeah. what you're saying. I have no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no appreciation for it. I, I am very proud of you, but I don't know how to think it's cool in sure. the same way. On the same <laughs> totally. level, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Yeah, uh, it's crazy.
0: So, what's the difference between the freelance stuff that you do versus the television stuff that you do?
2: So, technically, most people who work in television would be freelance because we all sign, like you sign a contract for. Either a pilot or the season, and then you have to be invited back. So it's all basically any project that I would do since I'm not sort of working in the corporate setting is freelance for. Oh, for me. okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
0: That would be a nerve wracking way to live.
2: Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that stress you out? <laughs> it, it, it used to stress me out a lot more. And then I think, like, if I know something is coming to, an end, and then I'm like, am I ever gonna work again? <laughs> like, I <laughs> feel like, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like <laughs> those feelings sometimes. But then I you kind of, in a strange way, you sort of get used to it, right? It's like, oh, okay, if we end a season and we haven't heard if it's coming back, it's like, okay, well, you have to be sort of comfortable living in being uncomfortable for a little bit, being like, okay, well, it could be a couple of months before someone says that we're coming back for another season. And so, yeah, it is. It's a bit nerve wracking. But I think, you know, it's like that at a certain point too. you start kind of talking to friends and like seeing if there's anything on the horizon that's available and like letting know letting people know that you're available for work after whatever you're on. And so it's still nerve wracking, for sure. I mean, I've been I've been working for almost 10 years and been in production for almost eight. So, (laughs) so it's what I'm like, Oh, I still get, you know, a little nervous at that thought or that prospect.
0: But I guess it's easier. Uh, I would assume, like you have big name credits on your resume now, to where you've worked at a very high level. That's mm-hmm. got to make it easier to get the next gig, right?
2: Yeah, it's you know, and then but at a certain point too, because I'm a department head or co-department head, I'm also talking to other shows um, and other people, like my contemporaries on different shows on the lot. So that sort of expands your network organically because you know if you're both on the same, both on the same studio lot and you know, you might need a favor, Someone needs a favor from you, then all of a sudden, oh, okay, I have a new friend, because like my equivalent at this other show, you know, we're already talking about something. So yeah, it's of your, your network kind of grows a little more. And then, you know, people, your reputation sort of precedes you. And if other people have worked with you, then they sort of pass your name along. So that it's nice that like, in that way, the nerve wracking aspect of like, oh, am I going to hear about stuff kind of subsides, because your network has gotten bigger.
0: Yeah, totally. That's so, awesome. with all the COVID stuff going on, have you gone back to work yet? Has it fired back up, or are you still waiting?
2: I, I have gone back to work. Yep, I just uh, finished that that pilot. We just finished shooting that pilot earlier this week, and we are ramping up for another for another season of of Brooklyn soon. So, yeah. very exciting. It That's is. great. It is. Yeah. Do they, uh, do they have sorry, a bunch of like?
1: I'm sorry, do they have a bunch of like COVID rules in place? Or is it kind of like pretty status
2: quo? Or everyone's taking it really, really seriously, which is great. I also still take it very seriously. Like I don't really leave my house on the weekends. (laughs) because I'm like, Oh, I'm going to work. And you know, we have, I feel like all of the lots and everyone that I've come in contact with, there are, you know, teams that are put on different shows to ensure that like everyone's abiding by different by all the different guidelines and, you know, there, we have to abide by state guidelines. And then like each studio also has their guidelines and training and things that you have to go through to make sure that you're ready to return to work safely. So yeah, I, even though I am going back to work in person, I feel safe because everyone else, I think, you know, we're all, we're all of the same mindset. It's like, we want to do what we love and we also want to keep each other safe while we're doing it. So. That's really yeah. nice. I can't yeah. say
1: the same for the Midwest. Yeah. So I, I that's really awesome. Do you work a lot of crazy hours or is it like more eight to five or how does it how does that work?
2: The hours are kind of all over the place, just sort of depending on what the different scripts call for each week when you're prepping a season or when you're prepping something sort of earlier on they're more the hours are less because like you're mo- you're mostly just doing things during business hours but like let's say you're shooting something overnight then uh, then your hours all of a sudden start to stagger and become a little bit different. So in yeah in like pre-covid times if you are doing something, you know, overnight, then you could be working sometimes like oh noon to midnight or like <laughs> or like if if they're doing something completely overnight like, you know, I've sometimes I've worked from like eight to eight or six to oh,
1: six. <laughs> but but yeah. I bet that Peloton really will come in handy. <laughs>
2: totally. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which, yeah, that was one of the things that I was really excited about, because, you know, there are also sometimes where it's like, oh, I have to go into work really early for some reason, or like, I thought I was gonna have to go in at this time. But now I'm going in at this time. And so maybe I can't make a physical class that I was signed up for, but now that I have the Peloton, I'm like, okay, I have twenty minutes so I can do like a quick ride or I can do a quick yoga class and still so get my workout in before going out to work. That's
1: that's another thing I was gonna ask. Do you do you do other content besides just the bikes Do you do yoga. Do you use the weight classes or do you run maybe outside or anything like that? Yeah, I
2: use um, it. I love, love, love the yoga and strength classes um, in addition to the bike. And then been I had never really meditated before, even though I had a few friends who were like, you should try it. And I'm like, it's really hard for me to sit still. <laughs> so, so, But I was like, I'll try it. I'll try it. Because it's, you know, the, it's nice that there are like the five or 10 minute meditations. But yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like I've explored a lot on the app and I tend to kind of rotate through... Sp- and strength and yoga the most. That's awesome.
0: So what is your leaderboard name?
2: Beatrice loves TV. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Very that's on perfect. Yeah. That's very, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have, do you have a favorite instructor? Oh, this one, the, that's tough. I feel like, it, you <sighs> know, you kind of go, I feel like everyone has like, oh, I go to this person when I'm in this mood or this person when I'm in that mood in, for spin, I think my two um, go tos are Sam and Leanne. and okay. And well, and H- uh, Hannah Corbin too. And then if I want something like pretty high energy, then I'll do Robin and then yoga. I really gravitate towards Chelsea. And my mom and I have done like a lot of Chelsea classes, like virtual or like apart, I guess. So like she'll get on the app and I'll do it too. And we both got shout outs from her. So that's really exciting.
5: <laughs> oh, that's so
1: cool! That's yeah. awesome. So I find it interesting that Sam and Leanne are some of your favorites because you live in, in America and those are both those are both UK instructors. So that's kind of that's fascinating to me. I haven't heard that come up a lot. I wonder is that, if that's a time shift. That's thing. what I was wondering. Yeah. Is it because is because the, the you know, you kind of that
2: works with your time schedule and then you grew to love them as well, you know. Yeah, I well it's funny. I feel like a lot of friends too who are who are also in film and television like tend to gravitate towards them as well. I don't know, maybe really? there's like something that we're not that we like don't realize. Like there's some subconscious thing that we're all like Sam and Leanne, they're so great. Um, That's fascinating. I wish we yeah. could do a study. <laughs> right. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> I love their music and I love how they're so positive. I feel like they do, like I feel like they're just really good at, you know, getting people into a good headspace. And they're like very encouraging. And same thing with Hannah. I feel like Hannah Corbin, uh, uh, my musical tastes like really are in line with Hannah and Leanne and Sam. That is
1: a new one. I'm going to have to add that because I I hear a lot of people like like groups of instructors. So like, for example, if you're a big Robin fan, like you said you are, you tend to be if that's one of your go tos, then a person might tend to also go to a Cody and an Alex. Right. Um, and so the, that tends to be a, a trinity That I see a lot of or if you're a Matt Wilpers And you also like you're really into Christine So this is the first time I've heard a Sam And Leanne and Hannah so like I'm yeah. like Ooh this is <laughs> really fascinating She's like yeah. a one
0: woman Facebook personality Quiz where <laughs> <laughs> She's like which Peloton Instructor are you right, yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: Except
0: she's not secretly a Russian Bot right
1: right, right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Laying it all out Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So uh, do you have any advice for people just getting into the world of Peloton?
2: I would say, you know, try, I I know a lot of people say this, but I would say, try as many instructors and as many disciplines as you can, because something that works for me isn't necessarily going to work for somebody else, right? Like, you know, everyone has their instructors and things that they gravitate toward. But just because I am so excited and eager to get on the bike every morning, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that someone else is going to be excited. They're going to be more excited for strength, or they're going to be more excited for yoga. So I would say just try different things and different types of classes. Because I at first I was nervous about doing a hit class. And then I took a hit class recently. And I was like, Oh, no, I really this is fun. I really, <laughs> I really like this. So I would say try, don't be afraid to try. Different things because you're probably going to discover something that you know you didn't know that you loved, and then you can you just have more options when you're looking for a class to take in the morning.
1: I love that advice. I really do. A lot of people are scared to try things, so I I really think that's that's solid advice. So that's yeah, a
0: good one. Absolutely. Well, uh, I guess before we let you go, uh, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found?
2: I'm really generally only on Instagram, and that's Beezus so Beezus218. So B E E Z U S two one eight, and then and then on the bike, I'm Beatrice Loves TV. The B and the L and the TV are capitalized, but I think people could find me <laughs> anyway. So
0: <laughs> awesome! Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We yes. really appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week?
1: Another amazing interview. Uh, We will be interviewing none other than world famous author.
0: Best selling author.
1: World famous best selling author Ellen Hildebrand.
0: Awesome yeah so uh, until Then where can people Find you
1: people can find Me at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe they Can find me on Instagram Twitter the bike or the Tread at clip out crystal
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe you can find the Show online facebook.com Slash the clip out while You're there like the page Join the group and of Course don't forget uh, you Should check out our YouTube channel where you Can watch the show and All of its uh, video glory YouTube.com slash the Clip out and swing on by The website And sign up for the newsletter so you get all the links and pictures and videos and stuff delivered directly to your inbox. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling.
1: And running.